Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car or a house. It's the four wheels that get you where you're going and the four walls that welcome you home. When you combine auto and home insurance with Amica, we'll help protect it all. And the more you cover, the more you can save. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. Tonight, the new warning from the Postal Service. Your ballot might not get counted. President Trump threatens to hold up funding as the post office tells states it can't handle millions of mail-in votes this November. Will your ballot be delivered in time? Stark projection. The CDC says as many as 200,000 people could be killed by the coronavirus before Labor Day. The White House task force warns one state the virus is widespread and expanding. And as Texas closes in on 10,000 deaths, high schools in another hotspot vote to play football this fall. Unmasked. Could the mask you're wearing be worse than no mask at all? The new research and the government guidance on which face coverings work and which ones don't. Conspiracy theory. President Trump questions if Joe Biden's new running mate is eligible to be on the ticket. She is. Why some are calling the false attack on Senator Kamala Harris racist. The first interview from one of the officers in the George Floyd case, what he told investigators about that neon neck maneuver and his first reaction when he learned Floyd was dead. Out of control blaze, a second major wildfire torches Southern California. Will this weekend's weather make the situation even more dangerous? Too close for comfort. The shocking video as a wild bison violently attacks a tourist. Why experts say the animal isn't to blame. And on the road, or at least the side of it. CBS's Steve Hartman with the World War II vet on a cross-country mission for the second time. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us. Nora is off. I'm Margaret Brennan. Tonight, the Postal Service is warning states nationwide it may not be able to handle the expected flood of mail-in ballots this November, suggesting all of the votes in this year's presidential election might not be delivered in time to be counted. Today, President Trump again threatened to withhold federal funding, even members of his own party say is desperately needed by a Postal Service that's stretched to the limit. And even as the president continues to falsely insist mail-in voting will lead to widespread fraud, today we learned he requested his own absentee ballot from Florida earlier this week. Tonight, 
In a rare interview, former President Barack Obama is accusing President Trump of, in his words, suppressing the vote instead of suppressing the virus. As we come on the air, that virus continues to take a devastating toll on American lives. The CDC is now warning more than 30,000 more people could die in the U.S. before Labor Day. While in Texas, the death toll is closing in on 10,000. And in Georgia, the White House task force is raising red flags, saying that state's efforts to stop the spread aren't working and it should make masks mandatory. Tonight, there are nearly 5.3 million confirmed cases of coronavirus in the U.S., as the death toll climbs towards 170,000. There's a lot of news to get to tonight, and we have a team of correspondents standing by to cover it all. CBS's Weijia Jiang leads us off tonight outside a post office in New Jersey. Weijia? Margaret, tonight the head of a union that represents postal workers tells CBS News that there is an assault on the U.S. Postal Service being led by President Trump. He says the president is undermining vote by mail to keep people away from the ballot box. Tonight, the Postal Service is warning states that there's a significant risk that some ballots will not be returned by mail in time to be counted. There is growing uncertainty over how post offices across the country will handle a crush of mail-in ballots as more voters opt to stay home during a pandemic. Democrats want to give the process more federal funding in a coronavirus relief deal. But on Thursday, Mr. Trump said he opposed it, claiming mail-in voting leads to election fraud. If we don't make a deal, that means they don't get the money. That means they can't have universal mail-in voting. Former President Barack Obama responded in a podcast interview. What we've never seen before is a president say, I'm going to try to actively kneecap the Postal Service (laughs) to encourage voting. President Trump seemed to walk back his remarks today, saying he would sign an agreement with mail-in voting money in exchange for Republican priorities. I would certainly do that, sure. I would do that. Democrats also claim the new postmaster general, a major Trump donor, made big changes to operations to sabotage mail-in voting. CBS News has learned the Postal Service's inspector general has opened an investigation. Before arriving in New Jersey for the weekend, President Trump stopped at a New York City hospital to visit his younger brother, whom he opened up about earlier. He's in the hospital right now, and hopefully he'll be all right. But he's he's pretty, uh, he's having a hard time. Here in New Jersey today, the governor announced that all registered voters will automatically receive a ballot in the mail, but they'll have the option of voting in person if they prefer. Also in person tonight, Margaret, a live band playing music for a socially distanced crowd. Weijia <laughs> Zhang, thank you very much. The president's COVID task force says the virus is spreading way too quickly in Georgia and warns bars and restaurants should close in some counties. But tonight, it's not clear if state officials will heed that advice. Here's CBS's Manuel Bajorquez. Georgia's efforts to fight the virus are not having a sufficient impact, according to the White House Coronavirus Task Force. In a report obtained by CBS News dated August 9th, the task force strongly recommended a statewide mask mandate. Governor Brian Kemp has not publicly addressed the report and has refused to enact a mask order. I'm confident that Georgians don't need a mandate to do the right thing. But Dr. Anthony Fauci pushed for everyone to mask up. Is that absolutely 
we should have universal wearing of masks. For myself personally, I would say everybody should have to use it. The debate comes as more schools are set to reopen, despite more than 2,000 students and staff having to quarantine nationwide due to positive cases in schools where students recently returned to class. In Florida, a judge allowed a lawsuit seeking to delay in-person instruction to proceed, but it'll be heard next week when some schools are already back. Today, the state decided to allow high school football to start at the end of the month. In Arizona, Mark DeGroe, a chemistry teacher with a four-decade-long career, handed in his resignation when his school district near Phoenix chose to restart in-person teaching. You have 33 students in a classroom for 50 minutes, and you do that five times a day. It's, it's not safe. So 41 years of teaching, and this is what unfortunately makes you end this career? Yeah, in my science department, of 11, um, six of us are, are resigning. But if this was still a virtual-only environment, you would still be there. Oh, all of us would. Today, California topped 600,000 confirmed cases, the most of any state since the pandemic began. As positivity rates remain above the recommended levels for reopening across much of the country, Dr. Fauci again warned against reopening too quickly. In your understandable zeal to quickly get back to normal and revive the economy. You can do it if you do it in a measured, prudent way. To think that you can ignore the biologic is just not going to happen. Looking ahead to a possible vaccine, the CDC has reportedly reached out to four states, including Florida, as well as the city of Philadelphia, to begin drafting plans on how they would store and distribute a vaccine, including who gets priority. Margaret? Manny Bajorquez in Miami tonight. Breaking. New evacuations from a wildfire north of Los Angeles as a dangerous blast of extremely hot and dry weather is fueling dozens of large wildfires in the West. The Lake Fire, an hour north of L.A., exploded again today, forcing three more neighborhoods to clear out while another fire is raging in the L.A. suburb of Azusa. In western Colorado, a stretch of Interstate 70 could remain closed for several more days. A fire there was sparked by lightning two weeks ago. Since Joe Biden named Senator Kamala Harris as his running mate, false claims about her eligibility to be on that ticket have surfaced. Harris was born in Oakland, California. She is an American citizen. CBS's Ed O'Keefe is setting that record straight. Ready, get set, go. At an event alongside Joe Biden officially putting their names on the Democratic ticket, Kamala Harris brushed off questions about the Trump campaign's new constitutional conspiracy. Senator Harris, what do you make of President Trump and Republicans attacks on, on, on you? I'm signing this because I am in this race to win, and with that guy right there. The president and his campaign are now publicly stoking a false and racist theory circulating among his supporters that Harris is ineligible to run for vice After president. I heard it today that she doesn't meet the requirements. Years of settled law say otherwise. Harris's parents immigrated from Jamaica and India and weren't citizens when she was born in the United States. Experts say her birth in Oakland, California, makes her a natural-born citizen, which the Constitution requires for the president. Mr. Trump, who says he opposes the idea of birthright citizenship, has done this before. 
to Barack Obama. Why doesn't he show his birth certificate? On CBS This Morning, his son-in-law did little to clarify the president's position. Uh, he just said that he had no idea whether that's right or wrong. I don't see that as promoting it. But look, at the end of the day, uh, it's something that's out there. You accept that she's a qualified candidate? Uh, I personally have no reason to believe she's not. Today, the president said he had no issue with a woman of color running. You don't see, you don't see her as, as a threat? You, as you know, none whatsoever. And appearing at a women's conference at the same time, Harris acknowledged her history-making week. Joe Biden had the audacity to choose a black woman to be his running mate. How incredible is that? Ed O'Keefe, CBS News, Washington. Tonight, for the first time, we are hearing from one of the former Minneapolis officers charged in the death of George Floyd. Tu Tao faces a charge of aiding and abetting murder. But in an interview, he told investigators he was just trying to control the crowd that had gathered at the scene. And a warning, some of what you're about to see is disturbing. Here's CBS's Errol Barnett. One week after George Floyd was killed in police custody, one of the former officers charged in his death gave this voluntary interview to investigators. Uh, it was obvious to me that he was uh, like high on something. I'm not the one, man. Officer Tu Tao says after Floyd resisted being placed into a police vehicle, seen here on Tao's newly released body camera footage, Come on out. he suggested restraining him on the ground. My body just died yesterday. I can't breathe. Please, the my dick. So that maneuver that you saw Officer Chauvin use, is that something you've been trained in? Uh, I've never used it. Have you ever seen Officer Chauvin do that before in calls? Uh, I don't recall. Tao's body camera also shows he ignored Floyd's pleas. If they're talking, they're breathing, obviously. And for the first time, we hear Tao's reaction to the news of Floyd's death. Yeah, I, I don't want anyone to die. I mean, it was kind of a somber moment. My heart kind of sank. Benjamin Crump is the Floyd family attorney. Where was the compassion? Where was the regret then? watching another human being being literally tortured to death. Errol Barnett, CBS News. Tonight, a former FBI lawyer has agreed to plead guilty to making a false statement to justify surveillance of former Trump campaign advisor Carter Page. A lawyer for Kevin Kleinsmith says his client admits to altering an email that was used as evidence to obtain a FISA warrant. Today, Page called the result a, quote, good first step toward justice. Tonight, nearly seven months since the first COVID case was reported in the U.S., there is still confusion over which protective face masks best prevent the virus from spreading. New guidance suggests that certain face coverings could be less protective than wearing no mask at all. Here's CBS's Chris Van Cleve. Tonight, clear evidence not all masks work the same, and some may not work at all. Dramatic high-speed video from researchers at Australia's University of New South Wales shows the difference two layers of cloth makes on a mask when someone sneezes. A separate Duke University study looked at 14 kinds of masks. The N95 performed the best. A surgical mask worked well, but bandanas were not effective, and some so-called neck gaiters may not offer any protection. I guess I'll have to double up now. Now, the CDC is urging people to avoid masks with one-way valves or vents because unfiltered droplets could be exhaled, possibly allowing the wearer to transmit coronavirus. 
It should fit snugly against your face with no gaps. The fabric should be densely woven so that if you hold it up to light, you don't see any light through it. Stores in Alameda County, California, have already banned masks with vents. On Wednesday, American Airlines joined a growing list of U.S. carriers banning them. Southwest is also prohibiting bandanas and other face coverings not secured under the chin. CEO Gary Kelly. Why is it so hard to get a mask policy that doesn't change every two weeks? That is a great question. I think there's an evolution in the learning about how effective the masks are. You know, as we learn new information and get new information from the CDC, we're updating our our policies. Our crew is a safe distance away, so I'm going to take my mask off so I can show you why the CDC doesn't like masks like this N95. It's a construction mask with the vent. When I blow into it, watch the filter. See how it moves? That's unfiltered air coming out of the mask, which means while it may protect me, it may not be protecting those around me. Margaret? Important to see. Thank you, Chris. Tonight, Atlantic storms are tearing through the alphabet at record speed. Tropical storm Kyle formed today off the coast of New England. Kyle is this season's 11th storm, the earliest that this has happened since they started keeping records. Further south, tropical storm Josephine is also on the move. Neither is expected to make landfall in the U.S. Tonight, planes, trains, and automobiles are headed out of France. This was the scene at the Euro Tunnel as British citizens cut vacation short to beat a deadline to return home or face a two-week quarantine. The U.K. just took France off the list of countries exempt from quarantine requirements. In South Dakota tonight, a woman is recovering from a dangerous brush with a bison. She got too close to a calf and a bison charged, lifting her up by her belt with its horn, tossing her violently and ripping off her pants. The woman, who was visiting the park with a group of bikers, is expected to recover. Tonight, CBS's Steve Hartman catches up with one of his favorite people. He's one part Forrest Gump and one part Energizer Bunny. Here's tonight's On the Road. High on the list of things I never thought I'd see is this. Ernie Andrus, who turns 97 next week, still marching across America. Every step of the way. I first met Ernie six years ago. He was in the middle of the Arizona desert, trying to become the oldest person to ever run coast to coast. Three years later, he actually made it to the Georgia shore, only to then turn around and start running back the other way. Ernie is now a year into the return trip. We caught up with him outside Lufkin, Texas, plodding along slow and steady as usual, albeit slightly slower. Hey, I better hang on. And noticeably less steady. A few weeks ago, a doctor diagnosed Ernie with congestive heart failure. Yeah, that's what they told me, but he's selling pacemakers. <laughs> so you think that's just all a sales pitch? Yeah. There's a chance he could be telling you the truth, though, Ernie. Does that change anything? Nah. No, I'll run till I drop. I always said I'll die with my running shoes on. Much of Ernie's motivation to soldier on comes from his sailor past. During World War II, Ernie served on a ship called an LST, and he's been running to raise money for the LST Memorial in Evansville, Indiana. This shouldn't be forgotten. It's the ship that won the war. But along the way, this run has also taken on a more personal purpose, as thousands have joined him for at least a leg of the journey. God bless you, sir. They have listened to his stories, celebrated his fortitude, 
and given Ernie the key to a long life, a deep desire to keep pressing forward. Run, Ernie, run! And that's why, although his doctor says time is short, Ernie is still planning to reach the Pacific sometime around his 101st birthday. So let's say you make it to California, then you stop running? No, I have a plan for a coast-to-coast relay. Ernie Andrus, (laughs) optimistic for the long run. Steve Hartman, CBS News, on the road. May we all be. Sunday on Face the Nation, my guests include White House Senior Advisor Jared Kushner and Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot. And if you can't watch the CBS Evening News Live, don't forget to set your DVR so you can watch us later. That's tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Margaret Brennan. Nora will be back Monday. I'll see you Sunday on Face the Nation. Have a great weekend. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert. And I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. And how long have you been the, the producer of this? We've been doing this for two years now. Okay. And and what is it like to attempt to uh, get feedback from me about the podcast? Be honest about how quickly I respond to emails. You actually respond to emails surprisingly fast. Really? I, I think you might be the only person I respond to. <laughs> I respond to quickly. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. I expected I expected you to lay into me. Well, this was over the strike period. Oh, I had time. Yeah. See, that, that, does, that doesn't count. <laughs> Sure, I responded to everything because responding to you putting reruns up on the podcast was like a form of employment. Yeah. And I felt like I had something to get up for every yeah. day. So thank you for that. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs>